Have you ever thought to yourself, I just wish I could find my motivation? I wish I had constant access to a limitless well of motivation. I just wish I could be motivated all the time. If I could just get motivated, then I would have the life of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> motivation is a highly coveted commodity, but I want to introduce you to some concepts today that I think are better than motivation. Today's episode is called Discipline Over Motivation. And before you go running for the hills, I mean, I guess you did press play on this podcast. So thank you for that. I know discipline does not sound like a fun word. In fact, many of us associate discipline with like being disciplined as a child or disciplining our children. That's not what we're talking about today. In fact, I hope that by the end of this episode, I might be able to start to turn the concept of discipline completely on its head for you. That is something that's been happening for me over the past few weeks. So I'm very excited to share. Before I do, in case we've never met before, I'm Steph Crowder. I am a success coach who has been helping people get what they want in business and in life for going on 10 years now. My home on the web is stephcrowder.com. So come visit me. You can see what I've got going on. You can check out my courses. You can check out how to work with me. And you can also grab my free 15-minute planner method, which I have been using to help people plan their entire weeks in just 15 minutes. Uh, that is probably the most popular thing I've ever created. You can grab it for free. I still, I literally am looking at mine. It's just, you need a pen and paper. I do this every single week and you can grab that at stephcrowder.com slash plan. And that will also get you on my email list. I love sending really thoughtful emails uh, to the people who are on my email list. I love having the opportunity to send thought-provoking concepts and new ideas. So it's definitely the place to come hang out with me. And I really hope to see you there. Okay. Let's talk about discipline. Let's talk about motivation. So like I was saying about motivation, I think, first of all, motivation gets this glamorized, I don't know, it, it just is over glamorized, right? The idea that being motivated, it feels great to be motivated. Let's just call a spade a spade. It feels great to feel like you just have that get up and go uh, type of energy for a project. You just jump out of bed. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if we could jump out of bed every single day and just feel ready, just like feel ready to get down to business? I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm recording this podcast episode on a Monday and it's just not how it works. I mean, at best, we have access to motivation sometimes. I think if anyone out there is trying to purport that they have some kind of solution or magical fix that gives you constant access to motivation, I would probably be very skeptical of that. Because really, motivation, in a lot of ways, motivation is like being in the mood, right? I mean, that's what I think of when I think of motivation. It's being excited. It's being fired up and ready and just like, you know, ready to roll up those sleeves and get down to business. That's not how we feel every single day, far from it in some seasons. And I think mistaking, this is a mistake that sometimes we think to ourselves, oh, if I'm not motivated about a project, if I'm not motivated about my goals, it must be true that I don't want to reach them. And I think that there is just nothing that could be further from the truth. And in fact, I would argue, I don't think that motivation has a whole lot to do with our goals and our ability to achieve our goals. Because just because you're not in the mood to do something on any given day doesn't mean that you don't still want to achieve that result. Here's a perfect example. 
Let's just say that you want to get into really great physical shape. You want to have strong, lean muscles You, for whatever reason. You want to look great or you want to feel great. You want to be able to get down on the ground with your kids when you're a grandparent. You could very much want that goal. And it could also be true that the last thing you want to do today is walk through the doors of the gym and pick up something heavy and put it over your head. Both of those things can be true. Just because you don't want to do that today, you don't feel like it doesn't mean that you don't want to achieve your goal. And so I'm here to say today that I'm not really too interested in having a conversation about motivation. In fact, I believe motivation is irrelevant when it comes to our ability to achieve our goals. I am much more interested in talking to you about the concept of discipline and most importantly, self-discipline. In fact, as things have turned out for me for the past few weeks, I believe that self-discipline might just have the power to save our lives. And we'll talk about just why I take it so seriously. So we're going to talk about why you need discipline more than you need motivation. We're going to talk about what self-discipline really means. And like I said, I hope to maybe shift and open your mind to how beautiful self-discipline really is. It's not this harsh, tough, mean energy that I know I have, you know, regarded it as for all of these years. I think there's actually something quite beautiful about self-discipline, which we'll get into. And I'm going to give you an example of how self-discipline has really been just like a key force in my life the past few weeks and why. And then I'm going to try to give you some ideas for how you can cultivate more self-discipline into your life. And I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, your, what's working for you. You can always find me on Instagram. I'm at Hey Steph Crowder. Send me a message. It's just me on my Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know if this resonates. I'd love to know what you do um, to build in routines and habits that lead to more self-discipline. So first of all, let's talk about what the actual definition of self-discipline is. This is pretty interesting. So looking this up online, if you just Google self-discipline definition, here's what you'll find. Quote, the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. The ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon, abandon it. And now here's the sentence or the word used in a sentence. His observance of his diet was a show of tremendous willpower and self-discipline. Okay, here comes the challenge that I have with this definition. My number one issue that I have with this definition of self-discipline is that it underscores, I think, the overall reason why we all kind of dread the idea of being more disciplined. And it's this. Discipline and willpower are always, or at least often, very often linked together. When in reality, I don't think that they could be more different is what I've learned. I always thought, just like this definition suggests, that self-discipline and willpower go hand in hand. Like if you are a more self-disciplined person, if you have discipline, then you will be able to conjure up the willpower to not eat a cookie or to sit down and get your work done today or whatever it is that you're finding that you need to bring some willpower to, right? Again, not too dissimilar from the idea of motivation. Willpower can be a powerful thing, hence the word power is in there. I mean, willpower literally means just having the power 
to say no to something, right, that you actually want to do. But just like motivation, we do not have an infinite access to willpower. Willpower is something that we only have so much of. This is why if we eat in a way that's too restrictive, we're going to end up, you know, if you're anything like me, like shoveling ice cream into your mouth at the end of the night, right? Um, Willpower ultimately means I associate willpower with like white knuckling it. You're just like, trying to get through it. You're like, I don't want to sit down and do this work right now, but I'm going to have the willpower to do it instead of going outside and doing what I actually want to do. Okay. Yeah. Willpower is, it can be helpful, but you, again, just like motivation, you don't know if you're going to have access to it on any particular day. So it is what I would think of as a variable resource. You might have it, you might not. So the question becomes, what the heck are we supposed to do on days when the resources such as motivation and willpower that really wax and wane with our mood, with how well we slept last night, with who, you know, who's running for president, like all of these external factors absolutely have the ability to erode and disrupt things like motivation and willpower. The reality is we need something that can be a steady baseline. We need some kind of, we need to be able to tap into some kind of well, a deep well of energy that can be consistent and reliable and fixed. It won't vary based on the damn weather. In my case, this is very relevant. I live in Kentucky and, you know, we've had like literally school was closed on Friday for possible tornadoes and severe storms. So truly, sometimes the weather really can affect. Do you think I had much willpower and motivation to sit down and like bang out work? Not really. What else can I draw from? So like how depressing would it be? And I think we've all been in a space like this. Most many of us have been in a space where we lack motivation in certain moments. We lack willpower in certain moments. And then comes the shame. So we're like, shoot, I don't have motivation. I'm not motivated today. I don't feel strong enough to withstand all the temptation in my life to procrastinate, to eat sweets, drink alcohol, to sleep in, whatever the case may be. So I guess I'm just not going to make progress on my goals today. Oh, I mean, how long have you been operating under the assumption that if you're not in the mood, if you don't feel like it, you're not going to make progress today? And it's like a debilitating feeling because you spend your whole day being like, well, if I could just come up with the motivation, like if I could just be strong enough, I am here to offer a different way, a way that has nothing to do with how much you feel like it today, a way that doesn't have anything to do with how mentally tough you're feeling in any given moment. It doesn't have to do with whether or not you're excited. In fact, I really don't care if you feel like doing it today. Self-discipline doesn't care if you feel like doing it today. And that's what makes it something really interesting. So what I've learned about self-discipline is self-discipline is actually a form of self-love. Self-discipline is actually, here's what's really made the light bulb go off for me. Self-discipline is actually loving yourself in the future. It's loving a future version of yourself. So again, to use that example of let's say that you really are, you know, your goal is you want to have 
more muscle, you want to be in better physical shape for whatever reason that that's important to you. How do you love the version of you that exists six months, a year, two years, 10 years into the future? How do you love that version of yourself? Like, how is that even possible? The answer is by asking yourself, what am I doing today to take care of that version of me? It's so interesting because I always thought self-love was like bath bombs and I don't know, (laughs) getting a babysitter. (laughs) That's what we've been taught that self-love is. But what I am learning is that establishing habits that make me the best version of myself, not only today, but certainly in the future, is the highest form of self-love. And you know what's crazy? is the more I can see self-discipline as self-love, the more I want to do the things that I need to be disciplined about. And I think that's pretty incredible to think about, you know, how can I, instead of like, again, that willpower, that sort of white knuckling it feeling that like, oh, I just like, I have to go to the gym today because like I said I would and I really don't want to. Flipping that feeling into actually, you know, I don't feel like going to the gym today. I, it's the last thing I want to do. But if I go to the gym today and I go to the gym all the days that I said I was going to go, the version of me that exists in six months, like I can think about her and I can think about how strong she is and I can think about how capable she is and how energized and how great she feels. And suddenly showing up for that version of myself feels like the deepest form of self-love. So how cool is that? What self-discipline really is, is loving yourself in the future, loving the future version of yourself. And it's no different with any other goals that you have. It could be business. You don't want to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and work on your business, but it's the only time that you have because your kids are home or something. Yeah. I mean, same. (laughs) Hearing that alarm go off, it's the last thing you want to do. Sleep feels like the maybe, and you know, look, on some days, the sleep is the best choice for yourself because yes, we can love ourselves in the future, but we certainly have to love ourselves today. So there's a balance there for sure. But when we think about, if you think about the business that you want to have next year or in six months or in two years, if you think about that level that you are trying to get to, what's crazy is getting to that level starts now. So right now it's March. I'm sorry, I'm going to keep going back to like fitness goals, but I find that they're a really accessible analogy and it's something that I care deeply about just for myself in my in my personal life. It's March 6th right now. And one thing that fitness professionals will tell you is that if you, let's just say that you want to feel leaner this summer, you want to, you know, feel great in your swimsuit or whatever your motivation might be or whatever your um your your why, whatever fires you up, that that goal is not achieved in June or July, right? That's not that's not when you're going to be able to start feeling stronger. I mean, it, you will feel stronger in those times, but where does the actual work get put in? It's happening today. It's happening today. And so there's a whole other subtext and subconversation about delayed gratification that goes into this. And Delayed delayed gratification can definitely be something that's really something that we have to struggle with in some ways, something that we have to contend with that we're going to have to put in the effort today and we're not going to get the payoff for three months, six months, 12. We might get some payoff, but maybe there's an even bigger payoff 
that comes from the cumulative effect of keeping our habits, which self-discipline helps us to build. So here's what I'm thinking of. Let me give you an example. Maybe this will kind of help solidify why discipline is more important than motivation. So I want to share this example of how self-discipline has absolutely saved my ass. (laughs) Pardon the language, but seriously, it has helped me so much in some difficult times. So last week, I've been going through a lot. I've been going through a lot in my personal life as a mom, dealing with some things, have got some medical stuff going on from one of my kids. And there have been appointments, there have been possible diagnoses, there have been, you know, kind of life altering questions about what a child's entire future might look like. You know, to boil it all down, it's been a stressful time. Last week was a stressful week. And what I found, I had this thought. I, I also, I went to the gym every single day last week. I was in the gym, usually around 7.30 or 8 in the morning. Some days I'm lifting weights. Some days I'm walking on the treadmill. Some days I'm doing, you know, a mix of the two. But I was there every day. I walked through those doors every day last week. And I was on the track and I had this thought, which was, Man, the more I want to talk myself out of doing something, like the more excuses I have, the more I need this. (laughs) The more I don't want to do it, the more, and quite frankly, the more like evidence I have. Like if I were going to try to talk myself, if I said, I'm going to go to the gym every day because I am a person, I am the person who goes to the gym every day. This is just who I am. Like if I'm telling myself this, and then something pops up in my life, like crazy, hard, scary, medical stuff and, you know, just challenges. You know, if I take that opportunity to look at those challenges and say, you know what? I deserve to eat the ice cream. I deserve to sit around. I deserve to, you know, just chuck my plan. You know, I have goals that I'm working on. I have strength goals. I know where I want to be over the summer. I know where I want to be next year. But I've got this big stack of evidence. There are all the reasons why I just, you know what? I'm going to give myself a pass. Like, I don't, I don't need to do this this week. What was so interesting, and believe me, like that, those thoughts came up. They absolutely came up. But what was so wild is the only thing that got me through those gym doors every day was self-discipline. Is because I said, I am the person who goes to the gym every day. This is just part of my being. It's the same way that I brush my teeth at night. It's the same way that I put underwear on in the morning. I go to the gym. This is just baked into who I am. And that's what self-discipline can really give you. Why have I made that commitment to myself? Because I am the best version of myself by far when I pour into myself for a little bit of time, a little sliver of time every day in the gym. That night might not be right for you, but for me, it makes all the difference. It makes me mentally clearer. It helps me. I struggle with temper. I struggle with losing my patience. I struggle with um, my emotional bandwidth. I struggle with stress and anxiety. And finding that time, having that time that's honestly just autopilot where it's just I walk through, I get the walk through those doors, I get the sweat going, I get the endorphins and I go about my day. It's so interesting that on the week that it was the easiest to talk myself out of it, it ended up being the most important week for me to actually do it anyway. And that's for a multitude of reasons. One of those reasons is for what I already said is because there's real benefits for me. It makes me the best mom. Like my son needed me to be that mom um, who was there fully. 
And keeping this habit helps me to do that. But you know what else happened? I was proud of myself. It enhanced and and elevated my own self-concept to be able to finish a really tough week emotionally and say, wow, I kept a promise to myself. I kept a promise that would have been so easy to break. It increases my confidence. It certainly, I mean, like I said, elevated my mood, but it just made me feel more hopeful. It made me feel like, wow, if I can go through the week that I just had and I can hit all those workouts that I promised myself I would, then the sky is the limit. Sky is the freaking limit. And so I think that's just really something to play with is that the more reasons you have to talk yourself out of it might mean that there are even like for as many excuses as it would be easy to have, that might be evidence that it is the thing that you most need to do. Another example would be like, I know my like fellow moms out there, parent dads out there, many of us are working and we're coming up on summer. It'll be here before we know it. A lot of us have reduced childcare in the summer. I know that I will. And it's I, I have had seasons of my life. I've had years of my life where I have given into some of those, you know, oh my gosh, I can't grow my business because I have my kids around. Woe is me. All the excuses. You know, it doesn't even matter. I'm not going to wake up before they're awake. I'm not going to spend the time recording a podcast at five o'clock in the morning because because everything's just so hard. Everything's just so difficult. And it would take self-discipline to do that. At the same time, those weeks, those challenging times when I have just very small amounts of time to work, isn't it funny that those are the times when I actually need self-discipline the most? I need the self-discipline. I need to take the argument with myself. Am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? I need to take that out of the equation. And self-discipline will help you with that. Self-discipline means it's not even something that I talk to myself about anymore. It's not a, are we going to do it? No, I already decided. I'm a person who goes to the gym every day. That's like, like I breathe air. I breathe oxygen. I eat food and I go to the gym. And that might sound crazy. You might be like, those things are not the same. But seriously, pick a thing. Pick an identity that means something to you, that really, you know, that really is going to get you closer to the version of who you want to be. Like, who do you want to be in three months, six months, a year? And what does that person do? I know for me, the me that I want to be, that person definitely goes to the gym every day. Like, they just do. That's just part of what they do. They also get up early and work on their business every day. And so how can you start to embody that version of yourself that you want to become? Self-discipline will help you do it. Self-discipline takes out the, I'm going to have a drama back and forth. Like, well, maybe, you know, the sun is like kind of slightly off today in the wind. And, and I don't know, like the news is really bad. And like, it's just really depressing. Like, I guess I'm not going to exercise today. You know you do this. I know I do this. How amazing would it be to just take all of that drama out of the equation and make the decision right now that it's irrelevant because you are a person who goes and moves your body every day. That's a decision that you're making if it serves you. So you could you could do this with anything. If you feel like you overdrink alcohol or overeat food, you could you could do the same thing. You could say, I'm a person who doesn't drink. I don't drink alcohol. I don't do that anymore. If you make that decision to be the person who no longer drinks alcohol, you don't have to have a whole back and forth with yourself about how many drinks you should have tonight. It's literally not part of the conversation. Self-discipline says, 
I love myself enough. This is a hard decision to make in the moment because I want a glass of wine really bad. But what decision should I make? Can I make for the version of me that is six months from now? Does that version of myself want me to have this glass of wine? Glass of wine? I mean, hell, does the version of me that's waking up tomorrow morning with young kids want me to have this glass of wine? No. So I'm going to use self-discipline to love myself. So it's an incredible tool that's available to us. So some ideas for how you can play with cultivating self-discipline in your life. I already shared this idea of I am a person who. Think about the future version of yourself, then the you 2.0, who you really want to become. What does that person do? What are some of the habits that person has? And how can you start to cultivate them? Here's something important, though. You have to pick something that you can believe. If you are currently sedentary, like you don't really don't move your body much and it's just that's fine. I've been in many seasons of that before. If I were to go from pretty much sedentary to I'm a person who goes to the gym every day, I don't believe that about myself. That feels unattainable. So where I actually started, what I should have mentioned is I have been working out consistently three to four days a week for, I don't know, a year probably. Uh, at this point. So first, before I was a person who works out every day, I was a person who goes to the gym three to four times a week. I had to be that person first. So I had to say to myself, I'm a person who lifts weights three to four times a week. It's just what I do. It's non-negotiable. This is the person that I am. And once I proved that to myself, I was able to migrate to I'm a person who walks through the gym doors every single day, whether I'm walking, stretching, going to yoga, lifting weights, doesn't matter. Some of those are definitely active rest days, but I wanted to develop the habit of I go to the gym every day. So what can you say about yourself that you could believe? It's okay if it challenges you. It's okay if it's going to be difficult, but what could you believe? So if you are a person who goes to the gym three to four days a week, What are the things that you need to do to make sure that you are that person? Are you laying your clothes out the night before? Are you making sure you have a gym membership? Probably be helpful or like a home gym. What do you need to do to become that person? How do you start embodying that? And then another idea is to have it stack. So take the option out of it. I know I mentioned that for me, walking through the doors of the gym has really become like putting my pants on or brushing my teeth. How can you make the habits that you're trying to cultivate, how can you make it feel like that? Here's how I like to do it. And I believe I got this from Atomic Habits, the book by James Clear, was the idea that you have a trigger and then you can have a trigger that happens every day in your life or when, you know, it depends on your what, what it is that you're talking about. But let's just say that it's every day. And it's some pick something that happens on autopilot, something that's, that you don't even have to think about. And then you can add the habit onto that. So for my example, when my husband takes my kids out the door for school in the morning, it's about 7.30, 7.45, I go to the gym. So my, it goes like this. When the husband and kids leave for school, I get in the car and go to the gym. I don't even think about it. I don't stop to open my computer. I don't look at Instagram. I don't I don't mess around. I don't pay a bill. I don't go to get the mail. I don't take a phone call. I just literally it's like, you know, for this thing happens and and you know, without fail the kids are going to school. <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> Hopefully kids the kids are going to school, okay? So when they walk out the door, I am also going to walk out the door. So what kind of rhythms and patterns might work for you in your life? That's what works for me. 
But like another example would be when I put my pajamas on, I brush my teeth. That is an example of a habit stack. What are other things that just kind of happen? What are some of the rhythms in your life that just happen that you could tack something onto? What is so incredible about this is it takes the negotiation out of it. I have a background in marketing and sales. I am an incredible salesperson and I will sell myself on not doing the thing. If I'm having a low motivation day, if I give myself the option to negotiate, I will negotiate myself out of it 10 times out of 10. Just, I just will. So if you're like me, how can you pair your self-discipline habit with something that's going to happen no matter what? So when the alarm goes off, you get out of bed. That would be if you're trying to wake up early. Like It, it, it really is as simple as that. I'm not saying it's easy because you don't want to get up. But you can decide right now that you're a person who wakes up early. You can decide, I'm, yeah, I'm an early bird. I'm, I'm a person who gets up early. Yep. Alarm goes off at five o'clock. I'm up. Alarm goes off. I get up. That would be another example. So you can play around with that and see. But this, I want you to think about how that does, that doesn't, that motivation has nothing to do with that. It doesn't matter if like self-discipline doesn't care if you want to get up. Some days you want to get up. Other days you don't. Motivation says, I feel like it. I don't feel like it. Self-discipline says, we're doing this. We're doing this because it's in your highest, it's, it's, it's in your best interest. It's for your own highest good. It's, the, it's you becoming the version of yourself that you keep saying you want to be. And I don't mean, you know, I'm like, I feel like I've been calling everybody out lately on the podcast. I'm calling myself out too. But seriously, like, if you say you want to be you know, a business owner who earns six figures a year. You have to look at what are you doing today? How are you incorporating self-discipline? How are you loving on that version of yourself? What are you doing today to become that person? And wanting to has nothing to do with it. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to be recording this podcast right now. <laughs> it is beautiful outside. It is 75 degrees in March. Like I would love to be outside. I'm going to go outside after this. But self-discipline says, I record a podcast on Monday. I wrote it down. I said to myself, this is what I'm doing today. And the version of me who exists six months in the future, that version of me is like, hey, we, rec- we, 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 we publish episodes. We publish episodes every week for six months. Like, that's what we did. Go us. And now we're, you know, at the next level of business. Whether or not I want to, whether or not I feel like it is 100% irrelevant. Now, you can also try rewarding yourself as a huge, like if you like to go on TikTok like I do, great. But do it. Like for me, I don't allow myself to open my social media apps until my workout's complete. I get home about nine o'clock. I can go on TikTok for 10 minutes. So I got no problem with you rewarding yourself. But delay that gratification, something I've been playing around with, and it, I think, is going to change my life completely. So I had to share it with you. Okay. I would love to hear what you think. This is all I've got for you today. Discipline over motivation, y'all. Motivation's overrated. Let's just say goodbye to it. Let's, you know, we'll give it a hug when it shows up, but we're not going to freak out when it's not around because we've got our homie self-discipline to take care of us, to love on us and to help us love the version of ourselves that exists in the future. It's so beautiful. And I really hope that you give it a try. All right, y'all, send me a DM on Instagram at HeyStephCrowder. You can email me, Steph at StephCrowder.com. Hope you love this episode, and I will catch you next time.